Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Root Bound by Tara DeWitt. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe on the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom. Join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content including exclusive episodes and giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. Special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. As usual, we love you guys. We love you guys. All right. Okay. So <laughs> I feel I've had some really funny TikToks show up on my For You page oh, um, love it. recently, and it's all to do with fall. I don't know if you watched <laughs> the one that I shared to Instagram the other day about um, it was a lady and she looked like she was like outside yes. in overcast weather and she was yes. like, the time of the summer girlies has ended and us <laughs> Yes. Okay, the so fall girls have I, arrived. I love it. So that was like one of the funniest <laughs> ones that I, I watched. And also like I know that a lot of people must have watched uh, this one. I don't know if I send it to you, but the the one where it's like talking about like, ooh, once we hit that 70 degree weather and it's oh, uh, yeah. fall and he like starts like cursing and he just like, it feels so fresh and stuff. <laughs> oh my God. It was it was to die for. So anyway, I'm obviously a fall girly. Like, yes. That's when I'm yes. my most happiest. Hilariously, mm-hmm. I feel energized more in the fall Me and too. winter. Like, By the I'm darker like, yeah, tones. Darker, and... overcast weather. Yes. The crisp air yes. makes me feel alive. Okay. Look, I can write some serious shit in yes. dark, gloomy weather. Like, just give me all the things, you know? I know. And I don't know if everyone's like this, but I definitely feel like it's my personal. And it's not even just books, too. We'll yeah. get into that. But, like, I feel like personally, I'm such a seasonally fall-ish reader. Like, yeah. when it comes time to that weather change and or not even the weather change because in Louisiana the weather doesn't change until like <laughs> November maybe. And there's then there's um, just like a drop a sudden like <laughs> but my reading tastes take a shift. So yeah. I, I know that you notice in the podcast when we schedule our episodes, if it's like summer, I feel like it's majority like contemporary. Like I yes, lean into lighter. like the lighter stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then in the fall months, I'm like, I want the paranormal. I want yes. the fantasy. I yes. want all those things. So it's just like we're getting into those months right now. And so I'm starting to get into you know, that type of, like, reading mood, mm-hmm. like, that cozy. And I do that with movies. Like, I like to read – I like to watch, like, cozier movies, yeah. like, wintry movies or, like, rainy movies. Oh, like, my I God. Like all of that. So we have gotten into – we watch, like, for – it started in October, but now it's starting September. We're starting to look at the horror movies and stuff. I am so, not a horror person. I know movie you person, don't watch so them. I cannot, but. but we love, like, the Scoopy, Scoopy, the, the Scooby Doo. Scoo, not the Scoo, not Scooby Doo. What the fuck? I'm dead. Sp- <laughs> I mean, if that's your jam, you could totally Scooby-Doo watch Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo is so movie. fucking scary, y'all. Uh, spooky. I was trying to say the word spooky. That was great. I love like, it. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> not like Sco- <laughs> Scooby-Doo, but spooky like demon shows and whatever. 
we love Fuck those that. like Get scary shows up off me i don't know <laughs> hell no but hell what's funny no. though is... girl let me know whenever you're watching a demon movie because i'm <laughs> going to exercise you before you come into before my I come apartment in... like absolutely not. y'all like and even like but the funny thing is is i am a scaredy scaredy bitch because if kevin falls asleep during you're, it you're one of those people that I'm like, likes to be scared yeah and i'm like i'm like wake up but i can't watch it by myself if he's not literally okay. if his eyeballs aren't on the screen then i'm alone watching a demon movie and that's not gonna happen no, like no no you know no 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 so, no yeah, i don't like that i don't a, like that yeah yeah there's no, some no, cool no. stuff coming Ooh, there's this real cool one though it's more vampire you might like this one well no you don't like scary movies at all but it's the last voyage of the demeter and it's literally about when they carried Bram Stoker across the ocean mm-hmm. to the you know to the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's about him basically eating everybody on board. Oh my god! <laughs> but he's like Sounds he's so like gruesome. Yeah, he's scary vampire monster. Mm-hmm. I don't you know? know about that. Uh, sometimes I don't <clears throat> mind watching like a thriller, like yeah. You know, but like yeah. it has to be the right this one. This is probably the one place where Justin and I diverge absolutely yeah i love scary movies no (laughs) (laughs) and i like scooby-doo too (laughs) anyway guys um we're gonna jump into rootbound give you some background on the characters and stuff and you know tara dewitt um she kind of like you know just blew up on the scene with funny feelings which mm-hmm. is the first book i read uh, by tara dewitt and i really love that one but i also want to read her backlist and when i read rootbound i was just like oh my god this one's really good too so mm-hmm. that's kind of what my mindset was when choosing a book for the podcast i'm like she's well known for funny feelings i feel like a lot of people have talked about funny feelings but i want to talk about rootbound because she does something very interesting which i felt very like moved by and that's why i wanted to really put this book personally on the podcast but I just thought that it was really well done, in my opinion. But let's talk about the characters first before we get into the spoiler section. So we have our heroine, Tate Logan. And when we first meet her, it's it's very much like dealing with something that Tate is going through in her current, you know, uh, life. She is going through a divorce. And the divorce really blindsided her. And that's the part where I really want to talk about because I'm not usually one to really want to get into, like, the heaviness, like, right off the bat. And, like, I was really feeling, like, so much oh, for Tate. And I was the, hurting how she was describing <laughs> how she felt when her husband <clears throat> said he wanted a divorce. Oh, my God. We'll get into all of that. But she's dealing with that in her life. But she also has a lot of, like, drama in her background mm-hmm. um, in her childhood. Her mom... Um, was married to her dad and she and her sister were dragged across country to California to be near, near her mom's family when her mom got divorced and she hasn't seen or heard from her dad since she was like seven years old obviously she has some daddy issues she yeah. likes to say that she doesn't but she does yeah and um her I mean who sister, wouldn't yeah exactly <laughs> her sister Ava she's actually um read letters that the dad has sent to her I think the letters only started coming once Tate was eight because mm-hmm. he felt like he could reach out so the letters started coming and um so she has some issues interestingly enough she takes a work assignment because she's a photographer that actually brings her in close proximity to her family again and so that's where the story really starts building is a reunion with the family but she's also post-divorce and so she's a little jaded and stuff and then she has to deal with all of her family drama issues right. And then we come to our hero, <laughs> Henry Mm-mm-mm. Markham. He is a hot 
Viking of a man, mm-hmm. and he works on a farm. And I don't know, these farm <laughs> boys are doing it for me. I look, swear. Look, I love. So I'm just gonna say, spoil this for one second because it's not that big of a spoiler. But when she described his body as not being made like in a gym, but made yes. from hard, hard work, work, I was and, like, like motherfucker, like, swinging, that is so like, an axe look, or something. Stop. Like, yes. Just so hot. Yes. I don't <laughs> know. Sorry to bring up TikTok again, but like. <laughs> I don't know if you watch a TikTok of a man who literally chops wood. Like, it's his oh, whole thing. Have you seen that? I've seen the lumberjacks. Exactly. I have seen the lumberjacks. And, and I'm like, and yeah, I'm, there's and, a reason why he has a following, okay? It's really hot yeah, whenever they have work. a million followers yeah. to watch him just, like, shred a log yeah, in one it. swing. That's all they do. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> do I it again. that. Did do you it mean? again, please. <laughs> it's just something about it, you know? Anyway, mm-hmm. so Henry Markham gives off those, you know, very, you know, sturdy vibes. Oh, yeah. But in uh, this, this is a real fun thing of tie-in to Yellowstone. You know, this book definitely feels inspired by Yellowstone without being too Yellowstone-y. Yeah. Henry does have a little bit of a background that's similar to Rip from Yellowstone, where he had his father who um, committed a crime, went away to jail, mm-hmm. and his mother just kind of left. Well, his aunt, Grace, is actually married to Tate's father. Right. So that's the second wife. And so he, you know, found a place on the farm, was taken in basically by the family, and he has been working there forever. Mm-hmm. And recently, in order to make money, because, you know, farms are very hard to sustain in today's day and age, um, they have actually become a location for a very popular TV show called Dollar <laughs> Mountain. And Henry was an extra in the background, like an unwilling extra in the background. But like everyone who watched the show was obsessed. They're like, who is that hot Viking who is in the that background? guy? <laughs> and then he does look uncomfortable. Like you could tell like he wasn't an actor. Socially awkward. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so, yeah, the, the vibes between Henry and Tate, especially when they first meet, are like very contentious. But like they're, I love the way that they're really <laughs> Develop. Yes, so it's, it's, it it's a fun time. So mm-hmm. let's jump into the spoiler section. If you have not read this book, highly encourage you to go pick up Rootbound and come back and chat with us. Okay, so I want to go back to Tate and the divorce because I swear I don't love I don't love to feel like super heavy all the time whenever I read. I feel yeah. like I, I gravitate towards more happier <coughs> books yeah. for the majority of the time. Yeah. Right. Or specifically in contemporary, I would say. Yeah. So whenever we have Tate's, you know, the opening scene where she's she's meeting with her ex-husband, which they've been separated for a year, and he's coming in to sign these papers. I was kind of screaming at her, though, because apparently she's giving him the house and the land that she went in on. I was pissed about that. It does... We kind of circle back to it later. We kind of circle back to it later because this is a flaw that Tate has. Like, in later in the story, she kind of acknowledges. She's like, yeah, I do just let shit go. Like, I gave my ex-husband my house and the land. The that, land like, that we was built together. And I put in my inheritance. $150,000. Yeah. Like, you don't just give that to him. I was mad Y'all, at her for doing I it was in mad. the beginning. But I think <clears> that, you know, obviously it's an acknowledged character flaw. Yeah. It was something that was acknowledged. She was like, I shouldn't have done that. I think that's Later. why I was just like butthurt, you know? I was very butthurt about Tate. it. Tate. I'm like, what are you doing? Especially since it wasn't <laughs> her in the wrong. And right. you know what? Uh, Tara DeWitt doesn't truly 
go heavy and like demonize her ex Which I think is great because to me this would seem very realistic. And that's why I was so heartbroken because the way that Tate was talking. So her background feeling like her father abandoned her but not wanting to acknowledge it. And then she also has a very like almost rocky relationship with her mother because her mom's mood was very like up and down and stuff. And so she didn't have the greatest home life. Her grandparents were just kind of like there. She didn't have a very like warm loving home life. Mm -hmm. So when she married her husband... Cole, who they were high school sweethearts, they went to college. Like she became part of his family, and he had and this they big loving her, family, and she loved them. And so not only is she losing Cole, she's losing his family. And like I felt it the me. devastation. Me too. I felt it. Like and the way that she talked about how Tara Cole, crushed me. Yeah, absolutely crushed me. But like in the best way though, because it's like it's setting her up. Yeah. And then we leave it behind, and yeah. like then we move on to the next drama, which is her family drama, which I feel like was really smart of her. We don't linger too much in the bitter ex drama too mm-hmm. much. Um, but whenever she was talking about how Cole literally, like, she was ju- coming out the shower and he tells her, I want a divorce. And she was just like, you know, not only do you feel vulnerable emotionally, but you're, but you're like, physically wet and drenched and you're, you're n- not clothed. And, like, mm-hmm. your love of your life who you literally had no idea was unhappy in the marriage. And let's also, let's also oh, yeah. say that Cole, when he was at this opening scene where she's signing the divorce papers with him, he is bawling, crying, and telling her he'll always love her. Yeah. And, like, like I I still want to be friends. I'm and like, I'm like, mother I'm like, fucker. get out. Stop. <laughs> like, get out of way. here right now. Like, you're hurting me. Yes. Okay. Uh. To make matters worse, <laughs> he is marrying one of their mutual friends. Yes, best friends. That she introduced them to and yeah. got on the fire department with him. Yeah. So yeah. They, they, they were co-workers and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Tara DeWitt, like, I literally, this is one of the few books, I was literally tearing up in the beginning of the book. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't want to sound like a hard-ass bitch, but I just don't (laughs) normally cry or, like, tear up in the books. And so I was like, well, damn. I was like, Tara, coming out the gates, making me feel all my feels. So, anyway, I really like Tate's setup. And then, you know, we have a year, two years later, where um, we get into the plot of our story, which after a night of she becomes like um, the backup photographer for her sister's, like a friend of her sister's husband's wedding. Basically, mm-hmm. their wedding photographer was not going to get there yeah. on time. So Tate's like, I'll do it. I normally don't do weddings because like she's been avoiding them because it's happiness and sunshine and reminds her of her failed marriage. And so she did that. She gets drunk and stuff and then she goes to sleep and she gets a bunch of missed calls from this company that she works for. So she kind of had her big break. She took for, uh, she had a change of career because she originally was going to be a nurse. And um, one of her big breaks was actually working with an author who commissioned, like, specific, like, images that she wants done to inspire her books and stuff like that. Yeah. So she does a lot of work with this author. This author Almost wants like a her docu- to take, series yeah, type thing. wants her to take photo- take photographs of some somewhere specific this time. And Tate agrees to it without actually reading the past, like, or listening <laughs> to the past voice messages. She just... She just accepts it because she feels like she has to. Um, she's running low on cash, yeah. which is another reason why I was like, well, if you didn't give your husband, your ex-husband, I know. House, you would have some you money. You would have some money. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, so she takes this assignment unknowing. 
She does not know that the assignment is at her father's ranch. She has not been back since she was seven. Yeah. And she tries to talk her way out of it, but they basically were just like, we already committed to it. And she feels bad because she hasn't been doing as much assignments now. And so she's like, okay, I need to do this. And she's like, well, why shouldn't I go? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you know, it's not like, and and it's so funny because she's like, it's not like it means anything to me. Yeah. She tries to She has this very, yes, she has this very, like, it doesn't mean anything to me anyway. So it's not going to matter. You know, like, and I do love that she's always trying to talk herself out of her own feelings. She is. She's trying to bury it and act like she's okay. And she's not. She has some unresolved issues. She just wants to, she wants to feel like she doesn't need anybody because she doesn't want to rely on somebody again like that, you know? Right. And we shouldn't Um, mention that her mother's passed away. So her one, besides her sister, her mother was her anchor and she's now gone. Yes. You know, and so... I mean, she really is a woman alone in the world because Ava has a happy marriage with her uh, high school sweetheart, has a son, like a whole little family she's unit. She's building her own family. Right. And so you now know? she's alone. Yeah. And now you know? she's a singleton and it's it's difficult, you know. So funnily enough, she's never watched the show that's actually been uh, filmed at the ranch. So she decides that night to to start watching the show just to see <laughs> and she gets hooked she gets hooked okay and she also sees henry our yeah, hero in the background the hot, hot viking okay so she doesn't want to like it she wants to hate the ranch she doesn't right. want to be interested but like she can't help but be a little bit interested <laughs> so what she, her her thing is she's talking to herself on the flight over and she's like well maybe i just don't tell them my name like maybe they, yeah. maybe they just don't need to they know, won't know who, who I, am. I am yeah they're they, not gonna recognize yeah. me and like you know <laughs> Maybe I won't even interact with anybody with the family. Like, they'll probably have somebody. Yeah. Like, I'll just feel like with, like, like you know, yeah. the help or whatever, the farmhands, guys, whatever. They don't you need know? to know. So just... she gets to the airport, and uh, <laughs> our hot Viking is there to pick her up. And I really like the dual POVs from this moment because you're in her point of view where she's, like, basically psyching herself up to yeah. meet her family again. Um, oh, by the way, she also has like a half brother that she's never met. And Ava has written back to some of these letters and she's Facebook friends and she does not know this. Tate does not know yeah. that Ava's Facebook friends with a couple of the family members yep. from her dad's side of the family. <clears throat> has no idea. So Ava knows a lot more about the family than right. she does. So she's kind of going and blind a little bit. So she sees Henry and stuff and he grabs her suitcase and ends up by seeing her luggage tag and seeing her name. So she can't give them a fake name right so she, that that plan is out the window she can't give them the fake name she has tate and her maiden name but i love how we switch to his point of view yes. and he's like who is this she's coming back to try to what get in on the family now that they're famous well, he recognizes like recognizes when they're yeah. in, the, in the car he's like tate 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 and he's like where have i heard that name before and then he like immediately and knows he's like you are Charlie's daughter. Yeah. Why are you here? So he has trust issues. And he, yes. he, he's very, you know, upfront about, like, I know that I'm ganging up on this person. But, like, after being burned once, yeah. I'm very skeptical of anybody who wants to be involved with the family. So we know there's a past. he feels a lot of guilt for mm-hmm. something. For yeah. something, okay, that yeah. we don't know. And I really found that very, very interesting, like, Henry's character and, like, the way that you know, they both kind of challenge each other about their, like, feelings, um, bad feelings toward the family and Tate's point of view. But also, like, Tate also challenges, like, 
do you feel beholden to them because yeah. of this guilt and stuff? Do you feel like you need to stay here? Do you feel like you need to, you know, do all the things? Do you, did you ever want to do something different? So I like that contrast between them too. two. But, I, also, um, I also like how Henry is like, even though he is a little antagonistic, he recognizes that he's almost bullying her. Yes. And he quickly like about faces like, this is rude. Like, this is not proper behavior. And, and like, he reflects you know, on the moment where he <clears throat> sees Tate coming off um, the escalator, of the escalator and like she had a vulnerable moment before she like he physically could see her building up her walls yeah and so he's like well what does she have to like why is she like suppressing emotions like you know right so he's very like attuned to like something's going on and so right. he's kind of acknowledging that once he finds out because she's just like listen i this is just an assignment like i didn't pick this assignment they chose me it's just an unhappy coincidence i'm just here to do right. my job i don't want anything you know from anybody I, I don't want anything from anybody and so like He's reflecting on it, but again, he's very skeptical. He's very wary of mm-hmm. these new people who want to come, you know, with the family. He also just drops her off at the house when he gets there, <laughs> and he leaves to go to his cabin because it's like a whole huge property. There's right. a bunch of different houses around the property. He has one that's near a lake, and it's near, like, another house by the lake. So he literally just leaves Tate at the main house. <laughs> and Charlie's not there, but Grace is there. Mm-hmm. She's never met Grace. And then Grady is such a great icebreaker. I love Grady. Grady is a half-brother, and he is so enthusiastic and so just, like, <laughs> genuine, like, happy to meet Tate. Yes. Like, hi, I'm so excited to meet that you. That golden like, retriever like, personality. Yes, golden retriever <laughs> energy. We love Grady for it. So, like, he's, like, you know, an older teenager, um, early 20s, um, and he's just so excited to meet mm-hmm. one of his half sisters and he's like where is Ava gonna come and stuff like that she's like that's just not assignment like ah and Grace knows that she feels overwhelmed she's like yeah she's like well maybe you can come to dinner tonight and stuff and here you can take one of the company trucks and just follow this road and it leads you straight to the house where you'll be staying at like she knows that she feels overwhelmed I really like Grace's like quiet like not trying to overstep and be the maternal figure but also she's just very attuned and she doesn't want to step on anyone's toes but she (laughs) this is a very difficult situation she feels sympathy for Tate, but yeah. there's also stuff that Tate doesn't know about. So, you know, yeah. you know, and yeah. uh, so Henry, <laughs> he's brooding at his house and he has a dog, <laughs> Belle, and he let Belle out and Belle actually chases Tate's truck. And so he ends up by having to go interact with yeah, her Yeah, because he's like, Belle has been known to like bite people yes. and stuff, just like she's vicious and stuff. But... <laughs> Tate is putty in Belle's hands. Yeah. Belle loves Tate. And he's just like, oh, damn, why is my dog? I lo- I don't know why this gets me every time, but I love a situation where it's like the hero, who it's usually the hero, has like, yeah. he's grumpy and he's his only friend is a dog. Yeah. And the dog actually likes like the heroine. Yeah. He's just like betrayer. <laughs> a traitor. traitor. How, do, how do you like somebody that I don't like? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's because dogs know. Dogs just know. So, yeah. I... I feel so badly for Tate in this situation. So she doesn't want to go to dinner with them, which I understand. But she ends up by going to breakfast with them the next morning. Like, she feels like she can, like, kind of gird her loins. Yeah. And she meets, um, again, her grandmother and her aunt, who she's always, like, liked them and stuff. She just hasn't seen them for years. And her grandmother immediately, her name's Emmeline, jumps into, like, Tate, it's great to see you, and, like, no nonsense, and just kind of like, I just got to say it. I don't like the way that things went down. Yeah, I, never, like, I never agreed with not being able to contact you and stuff like that and all this jazz and, like. But that was your dad's decision. Yeah. We're respecting his wishes, yeah, you know. Yeah, and Grace and, is just kind of like, Emma, 
like like stop stop like this is not your your deal or whatever and emma's just like plowing forward she's like no i haven't seen my granddaughter in years and i want to let her know that we wanted and you know and we didn't expect anything whenever we <clears throat> sent you that wedding gift and we Tate's hope you, like, we hope you appreciated that money tate's like <laughs> What wedding gift? What? And they're like, the $150,000 we gave you. Mm. She thought, Tate thought that it was her maternal grandparents that gave her that Because her, yeah. And so her we find out later, of, her mom just did not correct her when she yes. made that assumption. And there was a reason why. Like, she yeah. the mom already knew that she was, you know, She was sick, terminal. And mm-hmm. so, like, she felt like it was the one thing that she could give Tate. So, I really like that. I don't think that Tara DeWitt tries to make anyone a bad guy in this right situation. i do too like it's so funny because even like the person you would might be the villain later is still not a villain you know like, like none of them are everyone they're very everyone, real people very real people you know? who are nuanced it's not just black and white it's not the mustache twirly villain yeah. it's not just like a deadbeat dad who like never cared it's not like a mom who was just you know viciously you know trying to take her kids yeah. away from the dad like it was extenuating circumstances a lot of things it's going just on. a lot of mistakes a lot a lot of mistakes <laughs> that just led to a lot of hurt even mm-hmm. though that the point was they were trying not to hurt everybody they're trying to make sure that the kids were okay but obviously the kids you know they, they weren't quite okay yeah and so yeah i i sympathize with tate she's feeling very overwhelmed by knowing you know that this was kept from her and also that grady and her her cousin a- lucy mm-hmm. have have been contacting this relationship ava with, ava. with facebook they're she like, immediately is like, I need to leave. Like, yeah, she's about like, to goodbye. burst into tears. Yes. Like, And so, like, Ava was texting her, being like, how's it going? And at first she was texting her back, and now she's just kind of, like, she's ignoring her. her. Yeah. She's like, I can't talk to her. Like, she's she felt like Ava was the only person on her side. And now mm-hmm. she feels like, I don't want to feel like I'm the person being unreasonable. Like, yeah. now I feel like I'm being unreasonable. It's not unreasonable to not want to have anything to do with a person who didn't deign who, to who ignored you for your whole life. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> seven years old. Mm-hmm. He never visited. He never tried to mm-hmm. uh, get, you know, parental rights. He never tried to contact me after I was 18, like, to actually, like, visit with me or anything. Oh, yeah. Like, none of that. And so, like, she's feeling all the feels <clears throat> right now. And um, so this is a funny scene. At night, Tate <laughs> wants to go exploring at night. She has her camera with her and she, she starts going. She can't going, sleep. She's she like, sleep. I'm just yeah. going to go I mean, walk who around. Who would be able to sleep? And she's trying to like photograph like the wildlife. <laughs> and Henry, because they've dealt with trespassers because this is the set of a very popular TV series, sees somebody out there <laughs> stalking through the woods and he's like oh no no he's like trespassers i'm gonna Absolutely get this not. asshole he literally fucking tackles her <laughs> grabs her boob <laughs> he's like what's that she goes could you get your hand off my boob <laughs> fucking boob dude and he actually messes up her camera oh my god so bad and he's like he's like why don't you come to my house and stuff like he has to be personable after this because he made a mistake and yeah stuff like now that. he's feeling like an idiot <laughs> yes and so they like actually start like opening up to each other like she just is just he's he's sympathizing a lot more with the position that yeah. Tate's in, even though he knows the family to be like all that's well and good. Yeah, like he is listening to Tate. He's seeing these interactions with her and her grandmother, and yeah. like the way and that he's she like, feels why, betray- why did Charlie ignore her for yeah, so long? Yeah, exactly. Like, what's I, the it's reason? It's not my place, but like he's curious now. He's like, why? He's like, I want to know if there was a good reason. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, his mom also left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like he's in a good position to kind of be understanding about that. 
Yeah. And she actually falls asleep at his place. And so the next morning, there's a knock at the door. And, like, he was upstairs and he was changing or whatever. And Tate had been downstairs sleeping on the sofa. And so she ends up by answering the door. And it's Charlie. And so he, is, he's walking in, buttoning his shirt. Yes. She's like, half-dressed. not what it looks like. Um, and but I love that Tate kind of, like, lets him think what he wants. And, yeah, because and, she's feeling defiant. Yes. Because this is the first time that she's seeing her dad. Because right. her dad wasn't there when she was, you know, when she arrived and her dad wasn't there at breakfast the other morning so it's right. like this is a surprise meeting because her dad's not expecting to see tate at henry's house he's obviously <laughs> there to talk to henry not tate and this interaction just does not go well because she just kind of like you know it's so awkward and he <laughs> says oh i didn't expect to see you here and she's like well, uh, you didn't try to see me, you know, oh, earlier. God. Like, you've like... been avoiding me this whole time. And then and... he says, you look like your mother. And oh, Tate, my God. Tate, like, immediately, like, oh. shuts down. And I love how Henry's just kind of, like, way wrong answer, dude. Like, like how what were you I thinking? cannot believe you just said that. I like that we get this scene from his point of view, from yes. Henry's point of view. Yes, he's just watching this awkward and he's, interaction. And, so, and he also is seeing that, Charlie looks guilty. You know, yeah. he's got this guilty expression. He's like, okay, so it's not all her fault or whatever, like all this. I mean, obviously it's not. But he's starting to, like you said, sympathize more with her situation and feel more protective. He's like instinctually yes. feeling protective of her, which of course we know why. We love he's it. Like, you know, there's already attraction there. You know, he can't help protective it. Protective instincts. Yeah. But so I really like, again, the family tries to, you know, uh, fold her in and, you know, basically do activities with her. Right. So the grandmother just kind of like, we're going to go into town. Grady wants to tag along and stuff. And she wants to look for like a new temporary camera. She needs to order a new one. It's covered by insurance and stuff. And so she goes there and Emma, Emma is asking about her past. Like, why did your marriage fall apart? And um, she also recounts the moment where she knew her husband was or in hindsight she reflects on the moment where she, her husband he, was falling in love with another woman right and she didn't see it but she could see it in hindsight she's like right. this is the moment where i think that they fell in love and i thought that was a really like gut-wrenching story oh god and it, it was. just shows it was just like people grow apart it does it was exactly what was happening she is exactly what was happening she was excited about her new life as a photographer yes. and seeing the world and he was immersed in his life as a firefighter and the devastation that that causes and the only other other person who was really sympathizing with him was his co-worker yes. the best friend and and she just wasn't there and tate wasn't there and it's i think it's it's interesting because i feel like at some point, even if the best friend wasn't there, I think they still would have grown apart and right. fallen away from each other. Right. But because also I think Tate married him again so much for the family. Yes. As not I as much for I think that Cole. as well. I think that as well. It's not just like – it was like a best friend situation, but also like you said – having this warm, loving family, something that she's always yeah. wanted, but she's never wanted to acknowledge that she needed anything. She's always said, like, her and her mom and Ava were, like, the three musketeers. That's mm -hmm. all that they needed. She she convinced herself that that was everything that she needed. Right. But the way that she latched on to his family and the way that it was so devastating to lose not just him, but the, the you know, woman that she called, you know, her mother-in-law that was very close to her, it was so oh, hard for her. And that, that scene in the grocery store. Oh, my just God. Just was like, stop it. <laughs> so sad. I, I felt so sad oh, for her. I was, I was so mad at this ex-husband. I am too. Living I know. Happy life. Just, 
I know. And taking her fucking money. Ah. Like that that right there just ooh, burned and my the ass. The audacity to be like, I miss you and I still want to be friends. Like, absolutely not. Go no. Away. Fuck off. So, <laughs> yeah. And I love how she reflects on that because it shows that she's kind of growing a little bit because she's just kind of like. She's yeah. reflecting that not everything was perfect and, you know, because she she's did. She's recognizing it, it all happened for a reason. And it she doesn't regret, like, even – that's what's interesting to me. She doesn't regret her relationship with Cole or anything, but she also knows they were not meant to be together anymore. Right. You know? And um, so, funnily enough, speaking of grocery stores, Henry does run into her in the grocery store <laughs> and, like, sees, like, she puts weird items in her. Like, what, just what random. are you making? What Rotisserie you chicken. And she's just like, you know, stuff. And he was just like, well, and, and then she, like, has a vulnerable moment where she's just like, it's hard to cook for one. And he's oh. like, I understand that. He's yeah. like, it is hard to cook for one once you've, you know, not been yeah. going from a couple to one it's very hard and so she kind of like wants to ask like well what who was your person like yeah. who did you lose and stuff like that but she doesn't want to pry right and this is where henry actually starts inviting her over to dinner so that yeah. they don't have to cook for one which right. i really like i really like that in breakfast he's reluctantly <laughs> he's reluctantly trying to open himself up to tate mm-hmm. convincing himself that it doesn't mean anything but of course it does so um, I really like it. Grady ends up by coming over that night, and they play this card game that they oh made God. up. It's like truth or dare, like on steroids, yes. basically. Yes, and, and it has like no rules. No, no rules. rules. They make up rules. <laughs> it's drunk rules. It's drunk rules. <laughs> so they get really drunk, and I thought that the scene was super funny. But oh, there yeah. comes a point where there's a dare, and Henry is dared to skinny dip in the lake. Yeah. And uh, Grady ends up by, like, falling asleep and stuff. And Tate's yeah. like, I'm not going out there by myself. Oh, I love Grady. He's like, oh, you know you want to. Yeah, you just need go. To go. <laughs> Take one for the team, okay? <laughs> so she goes out there, and uh, her excuse is that she's bringing Henry a towel, you know? But she brought two. Why would you bring two? Yeah. Um, so anyway, and I love that moment where she just kind of like, oh, my God. I kind of think that something's maybe going to happen. And she's you yeah. know, psyching herself up for it. But then she kind of chickens out and she's standing on the dock. And he's, like, swimming up to her. Oh, my God. I just absolutely love this, like, this, quiet moment. This scene is great And um, she comments on, like, how hot it is. You know, like, the weather. <laughs> like, when you're uncomfortable, you comment on something just, like, inane. She's like, oh, it's so hot in here. And he asks how old he, uh, she was whenever she moved because she's like, I don't remember it being this hot. And this kind of brings it back to a more somber level, and she, you know, talks about that that part of her life where she was like, yeah, I, I used to live here. Like, this is yeah. not an unfamiliar place to her. She just yeah. hasn't been here in a long time. And Henry's just kind of like, well, do you know the whole story? Like, I'm not trying to color your, you know, um, image of your mom or anything, but there's always two sides to the story. Like, I just want to know. It's so easy for kids to just see it one way. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's just a little bit more that you don't know. And he's trying to do it really gently. And she wants to walk away, but he grabs her ankle, which, again, I why is this, this, like, sexy? I, this I'm was like, so sexy. He just grabbed her ankle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like, stop touching her ankle. It's so sexy. Like, and, this whole scene was good yes and um he just says like i know how it feels and you have an opportunity to mend things yeah and if i had an opportunity like that again like i would take it so So i do like this where we have sort of a mirror between henry's life and her life they're not exactly the same but he's had a lot of loss and it's all too late for him to make to make amend any of those yes you and know, so he wants he wants Tate to not you know be in a situation Just later in life away. where she regrets right. that she didn't try to make amends right you know and so I really like it so anyway she wants to know Henry's story 
And before it gets too serious, he ends up by pulling her, pulling into her in the, the water, lake, which I love. Of course. They have a very sexy moment. Okay. I love it. Of course, the close proximity. Like, how mm-hmm. can you not? Like, you're floating next to each other and, like, bumping into each other. And so they do end up by kissing. And, like, the kiss turns super hot. Like, he props oh, her up yeah. on the ladder to go oh out from the lake. And, Whew. like, he, she even, like, starts to, like, take off her tank top because she is in, like, her actual clothes. She starts <laughs> to take off her tank top and stuff. And so it's getting a little hot and heavy, but they're interrupted by his yeah. freaking headlights. Your tires crunch tires, on the thing. He's like, headlights. he goes, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> And then flings her across the fucking lake. He literally tosses, tosses her, her. Tosses her. Right because before the headlights. Because fucking swing. naked. And yes. he's like, how do I explain this? And it's Charlie and Grace. And they're and coming like, oh, to pick up Grady. You're going for a Midnight dip? Midnight dip. It's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Super hot outside. Uh, you have two towels there. You Charlie, left one. Charlie's like, hmm, two towels. And he's like, yeah, I'm a big dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, so Tate has, like, crawled through the woods and run back to her cabin i could not even imagine this part was so fucking funny i'm like dude you are you are in but for honestly, it i really love how earnest he is because once he realizes he's just like wow i handled that so badly once charlie <laughs> and grace like leave he immediately goes to her house this is also another thing that yeah. like authors when you do this i'm like chef's kiss they don't let shit just lie. linger yes like oh i made a mistake and we're gonna ignore we're gonna ignore it for, for a, a week so you yeah. get really pissed yeah exactly <laughs> No, it doesn't happen. Henry goes over and he's like, I just have to apologize. I didn't I didn't think I just reacted. Like, I, yeah. I thought you wouldn't want to be seen. And, he, and she was like, Henry, I was clothed. All I had to do was pull up my tank top and mm-hmm. I would have been decent. Like, it was you who didn't want to be seen, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, and they also kind of acknowledge, like, hey, we get it. There's, like, some attraction. But, like, it also feels a little bit too intense for this to be a thing. Like, I'm here for a finite amount yeah. of time. So I don't think it's a good idea <clears throat> to start getting into something. And I really like that they acknowledge that it, it feels a little yeah, like it something It feels more. deeper. Yeah. The attraction is yeah. less. Because yeah. they are connecting about their past. They are talking about some very deep and heavy things. And they both kind of acknowledge that it's hey, too late for is, it to be casual. Yeah, it's you it, know we and we probably shouldn't because anyway, I live across states. Like right. it's just not going to happen. And not right? only that, like what if they'd had this casual fling and then she comes back to visit? You yeah. know, like now that this their this bridge has been crossed, you know, she's yes. thinking maybe I will be coming back. You yes, know? exactly. The problem is they still have to see each other throughout this whole thing because Henry's pretty much the point of contact for Tate and Henry's expected to show her all the places where she can be taking pictures and stuff like that so I mm-hmm. I love it they cannot escape each other even though they've agreed for it to not be more <laughs> yeah. so one of the outings that they go on it's with Charlie and uh, he Charlie has two brothers okay Dwayne is one of them he's a surly one he's also the one that kind of like um, developed the contract where Dollar Mountain would use the location and stuff which has also been like an influx of cash that the ranch really needed mm-hmm. and they're going out because there's this uh, herd of wild stallions that they need to herd away because they're going to be shooting for the tv series soon and um so they're just kind of like scoping it out seeing where the herd is mm-hmm. and like you know doing all the things and uh i love how like henry maneuvers it to where charlie is the one that's driving tate in the little like you know dune buggy little, thing yes you know i love it because he's like <clears throat> they need t- they need time spent together and there's a really great icebreaker where they all have, like, helmets and headsets and stuff. And yes. they're trying to tell Tate how to use it. Like, hey, you can turn this on to talk to us, turn it off, whatever. This, you know, basically there's a way to turn it on where it goes to everybody or just to him, just yes. to Charlie. 
and um and she so doesn't pay there's attention. music playing in the in the doom buggy and she is belting it out because it's so like, loud she's yes. like nobody can hear me she's like la la she's singing her heart out and like after like 30 <laughs> minutes of this all of a sudden she hears laughter in her headset and she's like what and henry just kind of like oh my god this They're, is so hilarious so they all start quoting the song she's been like and she's like singing dying loudly she's so embarrassed but she's also like she's having such a good time yeah so once they stop for lunch and uh beers and stuff and henry just like goes a little bit away to like you know go scout it out mm-hmm. whatever and also go relieve himself and all that jazz um she turns to charlie and it was like someone did a number on him too because they're just like talking about how charlie's acknowledging how it's really good that henry's friends with tate yeah and so she's that he could like, use it yeah commiserating <laughs> like oh yeah someone must have did a number on him and like charlie actually divulges like what kind Tells of him. happened like Henry brought someone to the ranch who took advantage, and they embezzled a lot of money mm-hmm. from the ranch. So he and feels so, like this responsibility toward Charlie and Yeah, because he brought this right. outsider who stole money from them, which is a big reason why they had to sell off certain aspects for the ranch. And, the and to why, start this whole TV show. Yeah, the TV you know, show. They couldn't like, turn it down. Exactly, and being more like a dude ranch where people come and stay and visit instead right. of like a working farm. Right. They still do have elements of that, but just not the whole picture that it, it used to be. Right, and it's so funny because early on we have a little bit of that foreshadowing when 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 charlie um i'm sorry not charlie when henry gets like kind of even upset looking at the cabins because he's built these cabins because they have to have guests because they need money yes you know like it all makes sense now so Uh this is a really funny moment where tate is listening to this situation and she's looking at charlie and she's like it doesn't seem like he's really affected by this. Like, he doesn't seem super mad about it. Like, it seems like he was just very okay. Not that she wanted him to blame Henry, but she was just right. like, he lets things go so easily. And then she starts getting up in her feels because she was like, well, that's the thing that my mom hated about him is that he let things go too easily, a.k.a. us, because he never chased us. And that's what my mom wanted him to do was chase us. So yeah. she gets, like, really annoyed by it. And she just needs, like, a moment <clears throat> away from Charlie. So she goes to find Henry. And uh, Henry wants to take her to go see uh, the dinosaur butthole, (laughs) which is a green, like a really interesting green lake and stuff. And uh, they eat and stuff. Grady. I fucking love it. Mm. Um, Grady, the dinosaur butthole, like sounds, he named it when he was a kid, okay? Yeah. (laughs) They still call it that. And Henry asks, so he's like, well, it seems like you and Charlie are kind of getting along and like what's been going on. And she's like, I'm, I don't want to ask him questions because what if his answers leave me more angry? And he was just like, can you get more angry? And she's like, she tries to say that like she feels fine in her life. And he's mm-hmm. like, are you just saying that? Like, <sighs> it seems like you have you don't want to acknowledge how much this has affected you. Cause she's just like, I feel super fulfilled in my life. I'm not missing a thing. And Henry's like, are you, you know? And (laughs) I really like that moment. And so she kind of like builds up her resolve and she's like, okay, you know what? I am going to ask Charlie about it. So she literally like marches back and goes up to Charlie. And like, again, they just have like this like very like casual moment where they were kind of getting along. And all of a sudden Tate's like marching up to him and she just like demands, she wants to know. She just like, yeah, why, why haven't you, why did you never? Yeah. Why have you ignored me, me my entire life? Exactly. 
And um, she's like, I've let so many things go and I just don't want to let this thing go anymore, which I like it because it's, yeah. it's coming. It's starting. It's her character flaw, which she's starting to acknowledge and she's starting to try to like get over that. Mm-hmm. And Charlie tells her, he's like, I think it's important that you know how I met your mom. And so this whole soap opera level drama comes out that. Uh, yes. <laughs> he met her mom because Dwayne, Dwayne his brought brother, her brought her from college. So Dwayne was interested in the mom originally. Yep. And the mom was just only semi-interested in Dwayne. But she looked at Charlie and she was and like, they just, hell yeah. Yeah. So they kind of were having a little bit of an a affair. Secret affair. Behind Dwayne's back, even though like, they weren't like dating like super officially. It was still, they, they were sneaking around. They knew right. that they were going to hurt Dwayne's feelings with right. it. And she actually ends up pregnant with Tate. Yeah. Like they were going to, um, they're like, okay, we're going to cool this off. We're going to like... Do this legitimately and mm-hmm. tell Dwayne, and so then we'll date properly. And then she found out they were, she were pregnant. And this right. is news to Tate. She's like, I did what? not know. I was a surprise baby. Yeah. Like, you know, what? <laughs> and so just like one thing after another started happening, the surprise baby thing, where apparently her mom felt a lot of guilt about feeling like a cheater. And so like mm-hmm. the mom had a lot, a lot of guilt with that. Then... Charlie's dad had a stroke, which means that he had to take on a lot more responsibility in the ranch. And, like, he never mm-hmm. really wanted to, but he was, like, none of his other brothers were, we're going gonna to do, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the actual, like, ranch part. She was, like, Dwayne would, like, sell it, and I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And his other brother, James, like, just... He just kind of, like, going along. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> like, ah. But, like, so someone needs to take control. And so he didn't want this responsibility, but he felt like he owed it to his family mm-hmm. to do it. So and then he was just the no longer starts, paying attention yeah, to mom. The mom starts getting a little bit you know lonely and she even and they were young too and she's like i didn't want to live the rest of my life here like we, yeah. i thought we were going to go do things together i thought we were going to go live this life yeah. together i and he didn't know that just was gonna be pissed. a ranch wife you know? yeah and he's just pissed because she's not understanding his struggles yeah so he's just like pushing her away so i like how charlie throughout this whole conversation he's like your mom's not here to speak for herself and I don't want to I don't want to yeah. color your relationship and I'm she was a great mother like he keeps acknowledging I love all the that he always aspects. says that your mother you and your your sister were the most important things in the world to her and she was the best mother to y'all right like, exactly so Charlie's explanation is that he felt like he was the source of the mom's unhappiness so when the mom finally mm-hmm. decided to leave he was like I felt like the one thing that she was put down on this earth was to be a mother like that's what she loved you girls mm-hmm. so much and that was the one thing I could respect that she wanted to take you girls. And like, I just thought that I was doing the best thing by just supporting her. Yeah. Removing myself and letting her be the best mother ever, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and he was just like, I know that it was, you know, wrong because I buried myself in the ranch, but you know, I just thought that I was doing the right thing. And in Tate's point of view, she says, and I love this line Mm. in Tate's point of view, she's thinking, I always expected him to blame her to say things she kept, us away to say that she kept this away i expected him to keep things surface level maybe to blame work and the distance the fact that he is owning up to what it all all boiled down to selfishness hurt and bitterness has rendered my carefully considered responses to be useless i really really like that because she's starting to see him in a different light and he's not the demon that she's made him out to be I mean, what else could she do because she didn't know him you know so i don't blame tate either but and it's so hard for me. And so I want to share this next quote that she also says. She says, I think, because she tells this to her dad, 
She says, I think I'm glad that I ended up here. And even though I don't think I'll ever be okay with all the years we missed together, I'm still glad that I'm here now. Yes. So it's that, like trying to like move on. That was it. hard for me. As a reader, I'm like, just wait a fucking minute. Let <laughs> me be mad for a little bit longer. <laughs> but yes, but I need, but I get it. You know, like you can't waste any more time. The The time's gone. The 20 years is gone. Yes. You can't get it back. But it's just painful to acknowledge. It is you know? painful to acknowledge because he could have. He had the option and he chose not to. And that's right. definitely on him, which he acknowledges that, right. you know, that was on him. Um, so, of course, like Juliet said earlier, Henry invites her to breakfast and it kind of becomes <laughs> their thing. And I really love that. I do too. And I really love that. And, and also, she loves his coffee. Yes. And also <laughs> we get like moments where he's a little bit jealous because like the producer is starting to come on scene and oh, Jake's yeah. kind of like flirting a little bit with Tate yeah. and being like oh Bring well, we pretty can hang Tate out with us yeah we can hang out <laughs> together and you know and Charlie actually kind of sees that Henry's kind of feeling a little territorial and defensive yeah. because he and Tate were supposed to like go around the ranch mm-hmm. that day and so Charlie actually maneuvers it to where like he's dealing with the producer even I though nobody that. wants to deal with the producer nobody Charlie, and Charlie, Charlie hates volunteers it. Charlie volunteers and he like, hates he's it like, oh no I'm, I'll talk to you because I need to do these things and uh, Henry can go take take. Yeah. So I love how Charlie's kind of like. I love that Henry even acknowledges on. like he just took one for the team. Yeah. Charlie never deals with Jake, the director yes. or whatever, ever. Yes. And um, the, oh, this is a moment to right before they actually go out. Tate doesn't see this, but Henry does. Emma, the grandmother, actually mm-hmm. has a moment where she turns really white. And she like grasps the kitchen countertop mm-hmm. and like Grace like goes out. yeah Grace like goes to her and like Henry's like what just happened and Tate doesn't know and she's like oh I'll be outside at the car waiting for you mm-hmm. and like Henry's just like what's going on and and uh, Emma's just like I'm fine I'm fine and Grace is like tell him and he's like tell me what and then they leave you oh, right there and you don't know what's going good. on that was good oh, though I was like no good I was little like, author what's trick. wrong with Emma <laughs> I was like I need to know she's dying I knew yes, it I yes. knew it. Um, and so, again, they're spending all this time together, and he can he, he and Tate cannot deny their Mm-mm. chemistry and the way that they've been they talking try. about their past. They cannot. And um, I love how, like, there's a moment where they go swimming at the lake, and, you know, <laughs> Tate knows what she's doing. She asks him to put on sunscreen, and she's just like, <laughs> I-, I can't say that. It's not just because I wanted him to have his hands on my body. Like, yeah. you know, like, I know that this is playing with fire, but I kind of want it, you know. And I really love how she just, like, describes all their moments that they laughed and they shared memories together. And, um, like, after they go back, like, home – and, you know, just have dinner. I just, like, love that they're spending so much time together. It feels, mm-hmm. like, very natural that they're falling for each other without it being too sexual, which is mm-hmm. what I've been, like, missing in a lot of books that I've been reading. And I felt like she developed yeah. their relationship, like, so naturally. And Agreed. I just really love that. Well, and Henry even has these thoughts because he's, like, constantly, like, my God, my attraction to her is beyond belief. Yes. Like, normally he would have already made the move, but he's, like, I can't be the selfish asshole. Yes. She's dealing with a lot of stuff here with her dad. Like, I need to... Take a back seat and just be a good friend to her. But, of course, but the fate, friendship just builds the chemistry even yes. more. You know, it's and awesome. fate intervenes. So <laughs> they usually have, like, dinner with the family. And, oh, and Tate, taco night. Tate wants to do taco night because that's hey, the one thing that it, she It becomes taco night. Oh, man. <laughs> Does so it. people have to bail. And she's like, oh, no, that means it'll just be Henry and I. And, like, 
what do I do? And, like, Henry even texts mm-hmm. her and been like, you're not going to bail on me. And she's like, well, I can't do it now. He just called me out on it. Like, no, of course not. We're still having dinner. Just you and I, Henry. I've got 100 pounds happen. of taco meat. Yeah, 100 pounds. He's like, she cooked for a whole bunch. And I love how, like, she's like, well, like, I guess I can, like, do my hair and, like, maybe some makeup and put on a wrap dress. You know? Yeah, I look, like, look pretty. And then she goes and she sees him and he's, like, looking all nice, too. And I love how he kind of, like, immediately calls her out on it because mm-hmm. the tension is heavy. And he's just, like, he's, like, that's a pretty dress and stuff. And he's just, like, why, you know, like, why are you dressed up? Like, why did you get dressed up and stuff? And, and uh, she's, like, she's, like, what? dressed up and he's I'm like dress up he's like tate why did you why did you get dressed up and she's like you know why and he's like you need to say it oh and she's like i felt like this was a date and he goes honey they've all been dates to me i've just been waiting for you to catch up and i was like awesome ah, awesome Henry. awesome so i love it i love it so much like the the sexual tension is literally so on point yeah okay so on point and i love it and she also finds out something interesting during this dinner um that she was freaked out because she was looking for the bathroom and she was mm-hmm. kind of like basing this off of her own cabin the floor very plan similar. yeah she opened the door and she finds a room where it's like there's an oxygen tank and a hospital bed, bed and, and like, like did someone die here she's what like, is happening she's like what happened did you like, lose your you know loved one thinking the girlfriend or something yes. and, you- and he was like it was my mom so apparently his mom came back into his life and this is actually how he met the woman who stole the money from the ranch mm-hmm. his mom's caregiver was right. the person who reached out she was sick and she kind of wanted to you know meet henry not before meet him, she but passed like, you know make Spend a time with him and yeah. so he you know took the mom in and that was a big reason why he wanted tate to kind of like make amends with charlie because he right. doesn't regret having his having mom that, right. in his life toward the end of her life he just regrets the woman the caregiver <laughs> who she he started dating and they were like engaged yeah. and she stole money and, and he still he never knew if she ever loved like him loved at all him or like not. ever like, i don't understand and he, and he was totally fooled by it which also explains why he's like so wary like it was kind of so sad when he talked about how he'd hired um a private investigator to go check her out and see if she, to make sure she wasn't, you know, Doing conning somebody, somebody else. else. Yeah. But she'd taken all the money she embezzled and started herself her own, like, uh, um, restaurant yeah, and like some cafe little or East, something in, like, East Coast was, town and just living the life, like, you know. Living her own but, like, Charlie and them never pressed charges because Henry didn't want to. And they weren't going to do it to, like, bring more, like, bad exposure to him or drag the family through it or whatever. So, basically, they just lost all that money, yeah. you know. Exactly. And I really love Henry's character because, like, I'm a sucker for a man who's, like, this big, burly, like, dude. Like, someone who's, like, almost intimidating in size. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, like, a big guy. You yeah. Know? And he's actually very introverted and shy inside <laughs> because you expect somebody who's, like, big and burly to be, like, super confident, right. macho. Right. Just, like, you know, like, thinks his shit doesn't sink. And Henry's a grump. And the grumpiness kind of covers up how, like shy and vulnerable he is and how yeah. he's not like a super people person and i would like that tate starts to like see all that like the softness in him and i just really love that and she realizes that she's actually falling in love with him in this moment and stuff 
and he says like the most beautiful things like he says I wish that you could see how you glow how you brighten a room every time you enter it I can't imagine anyone ever losing sight of that with you like thinking about how Cole let her go yes like he has like the most beautiful things to say about Tate I just <laughs> I just love it and they can't resist it anymore and they end up by having sex and I love this quote as well this is something that he's thinking to himself he says instead of just knowing I'd love to get in her pants to be her friend now I fucking know I want into her soul she's crawled Hmm. beneath my skin tattooed herself onto me with her wacky laugh her kindness her damn goofiness she feels inevitable to me and I have the desperate need to make her feel the same so like he knows like they know that it's gonna be hard to work out like he knows that it feels bigger and he's like I need to convince her to stay here I need to convince her to want to be with me and like how do I do that I'm feeling so many feelings I hope she feels and the I same just way. need to I just need to emphasize yes that the sex scene in this book is one of the best I have ever read and let me explain to you as a writer how hard it is to write good sex scenes yes sex scenes that have the emotion and the sexual impact but also I mean feel like love like I yeah. felt they are in love with each other yeah. when I was reading this. And I was like, holy shit, Tara DeWitt. Like, this is good shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is amazing. So I just have to point that out really quickly. And it's like, it's hot, but it's also so intimate. God, so, so intimate. So intimate. So intimate. And so hot. Yes. Like, they bang all night, too. Like, she even mentions, like, she wakes up to go to the bathroom and, like, he meets her in the bathroom. He's just like, he he had to have her <laughs> bent over the countertop. Yes. Watching her in the mirror. He's yes. like, I need to, I need to see you like this. Like, yeah. I love it. I mean, It was. Woo! It was super hot. Damn, you know? So, anyway, so they're, they're having their little, uh, their little love affair. They're interrupted in the morning because Ava, who has been tired of being ignored has shown up <laughs> shown up and she's half she's like in in the um sheet she's wrapped yeah. up in the sheet henry's like, half Grady, naked lucy and they ava all come storming all and they're like oh they're hey like, this is where you oh this is what you're doing and got so it tate and ava are like arguing back and forth and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that and it's just like it's just so funny and so anyway they're like beautiful morning after is interrupted by this you know yes. family drama stuff and tate's laying into ah. her for like not saying anything about like being you know conversing with the family and i i really like how they start getting it all out and right starting to like exercise her demons ava's just like you never you know you never want to talk about them and i didn't i didn't want you to make it about you like i wanted to know them yeah you know? and i didn't want to feel bad and i kind of i kind of like that yeah. i like that ava's a, a, the daughter too yeah. you know so she's like i don't want to make to feel bad about wanting mm-hmm. to reconnect with them and you would have made me feel bad about it so that's why i didn't tell you and i was like it's true it's true. yeah <laughs> so like i don't blame her they're all sort of like reconnecting yes. and every and then Henry's coming over and they kind of play a joke on him, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. But but it because turns, she tells a story about she tells a story she, about how sisters like, like will chase like chase her with a knife. He's like, that's what time. siblings do. They chase each other with knives. Like, She's well, like, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Of like just, you know, it's a threat. I don't yeah. I'm not going to use it, but I might, you know, like and so they they play a joke on him. And they think it's all funny, but then they see his face is really serious. It's like, we need to go to the hospital. Yeah. I'm like, what? Emma like, collapsed. Emma is, is collapsed. And so everybody, the whole family is rushing to the hospital. Yes. And this is where everything falls apart. Everything comes out. Okay, so first of all, Tate is annoyed because apparently they they were going to keep that Emma is, um, she's in. Yeah, they're going to hide that she's dying. stage heart failure. Yeah. No cure. Yeah. Okay. And they weren't going to tell her because Emma didn't want to tell her. 
And Henry was the one that had been like, I, she needed to know, you know, they, they have a limited amount of time with their grandmother. She needed to know. And right. Here. Well, Ava also goes to the hospital and then like Dwayne's there and Dwayne sees Ava. When Dwayne and then, sees like, Ava, he instinctually goes, is like, goes toward her, like to hug her. And Charlie loses his Charlie's fucking like, shit. No. He attacks him. There is fist fighting in the hospital. Fist fighting in the hospital. I love how like oh, there's oh a British God. doctor that's just like, oi, oi, break get it the up. fuck out. <laughs> hilarious and they're like what the fuck is going on and charlie's like don't you fucking do it and so i knew and then i knew i knew all comes out that charlie did not want to demonize the mom but this is actually why he didn't chase her she had an affair affair with with dwayne Dwayne behind charlie's back and and ava is the child of dwayne and viv yes oh my god and so they're learning all this and so she's looking at her sister who has the black hair and blue eyes just like dwayne has the same like thinner build or whatever yes she's got the blonde hair you know darker eyes you know it's just like she looks like charlie he looks she looks and ava looks like dwayne so again the mom's feeling incredibly guilty for being a cheater yet again and Uh. um dwayne was starting to question things when ava was younger and questioning the timeline because like Mm -hmm. he didn't live at the ranch full time so whenever he came back and he was like hmm they have another kid kind of looks like me what? yeah so they, they actually they did a charlie, paternity charlie test. did a paternity test with the yeah. mom and they kept it secret and they didn't officially tell Dwayne. and that's when the mom was just like i want to move away and i don't want the stigma like a, yeah for the girls and stuff to and, be like cousin sisters yes, or whatever exactly. and charlie was mad at her for doing all this and he was just like yeah move away like yeah. you do that you be the you know and i'll deal with the ranch stuff and so it was bitterness and resentment and, and right. just like craziness that like tore them apart. And I love how Charlie didn't want it all to come out. Didn't want the girls to think less of their mother, but like it came out anyway. Yeah. So and she was just like shocked. <laughs> I love how like just. The I also like that Dwayne steps in because uh, they said that their oh mom gosh, never yes. would have. Never would have wanted Dwayne to split them up. And Dwayne said, I never would have done that. I never would have done that. And we also find out yes. that the letters Ava's been receiving are since she was 18 are from Dwayne. He just never signed them. He signed them from their father. So I not... really love that Dwayne I was the one too. who reached out. And it also kind of makes me a little bit bitter in hindsight. Even though I know that we're moving on with Charlie, that Charlie wasn't the one to send the letter. So yeah. he literally never contacted Kate He literally, Kate he didn't. Like, that's why I'm like, years. I'm still pissed at Cole and I'm still pissed at Charlie, y'all. Yeah. I'm still mad at them. What had you but, made lots of mistakes guys. yes made lots but of I, i'm of glad mistakes. that tate found her happiness yeah me too <laughs> me too um but yeah so now they had like planned this birthday she and lucy have a birthday that's kind of close together and they were going to do a party they were thinking they had to cancel it because of emma's you know collapsing um, and, yes exactly yeah. and they're like and oh no, no. We're, no. St- we're still we're still gonna do <laughs> Y'all, this, this is a fi- i love feisty grandmothers i fucking love yes. feisty grandmothers i yes. could live all day for them so after all this like this awakening she's like basically tells henry take me home and then they have another night of like you know love making like they kind of and, cry and, together too about like yes. emma dying because that's kind of his pseudo his grandmother too, as well you know and so the next morning he has this um what's interesting too is he has a birthday card for her mm-hmm. and a letter and he's like should i give this to her should i not give this to her he is naked in an apron making her breakfast Fucking love it. and she comes tearing down he's like oh i gotta go i gotta get ready she to the party and just like has a panic attack, attack. and he's like about wait how a serious fucking minute and he's she's like he's like no come back in here and talk to me why are you having this meltdown you yeah. know and she basically confesses she's like you know i do have feelings for you and i can't and i can't like you know be this person she's like my life is in california you know and i can't drag you she away also has a weird i don't want to say it's weird but she also like feels like maybe 
the way that Henry feels like the family kind of rescued him mm-hmm. whenever he was a child and also just feeling guilt about the embezzlement and stuff. And she's like, maybe he only wants me because I'm part of like the Logan package. She's like, thinking I'm part the, of same, the, family, the same thing you know? she did with Cole. Yeah. And so I feel like she's she's transferring. Yes, like what she her feelings, like her feelings for Cole and like his Henry family has fe- feelings yeah. for her. So maybe he doesn't really love me. Maybe he just, he just loves wants that to be I'm a more Logan. part of the family. Yes, that yeah. I'm a Logan. If if he if he's with me, Which then is he's so, more of a Logan. Y'all, that's so insulting. It I it, it it hurt Henry and it hurt me. Like yes. I felt that dagger deep. You know? But she does just say, I, do, I don't want to dive into another relationship. I, I have, you know, it's only been, you know, a few six mm-hmm. weeks or whatever. She's just like, I, I found myself. I built a career mm-hmm. that obviously tore apart my marriage. I don't want to, like, throw that all yeah. away. And, like, I have my life and I've made it, you know, I've made my own life. And I don't want to just throw it all away on a whim. And I yeah. understand that to an extent. And, like, and she, she knows that she just needs space. Mm-hmm. And he also he says, you know, he's told her, like, I have no intentions. I love this ranch. Like, this is where my life yeah. is. Like, I and she's travel. like, well, would you ever want to come to California and live in California with me? And he couldn't say anything. Yeah. At that moment. Because now, later, like, he starts thinking, Maybe I could do that, you know, like, but, you know, in the moment, it's like, yeah, it's a lot to ask. We've known each other for a couple of weeks and they've fallen like so hard in love so fast, you know? And I love how like he, they just want to ignore it for that birthday celebration. So they're like dancing together. Oh man. I love how Henry's like a crazy dancer. He doesn't care. So, so and like he awesome. dances with her all night and they have a slow dance and it's just so fucking beautiful. Like everyone her- knows something's mm-hmm. going on with them and it's just so cute. And um he tells it they go home that night and it's like their last night together. Yeah, he it's like tells her goodbye. that he loves her. Y'all, yes. over and over again. He and tells her. she does say I love oh you God. too. But it's like, it's the moment where it's like, I don't know how this is going to work type of thing. And then in the morning, he's actually going on a trip that's like a 10-day hunting trip with Charlie. Yeah, that and like Emmeline did not want them to skip it. She yeah. said she wanted them to still yeah. go so even though she was sick. So he leaves her and then he leaves her birthday gift. And mm. uh, it's a gift certificate to a local animal shelter. Because she's always wanted to adopt a dog, and she's, mm-hmm. like, always felt like she couldn't, like, take care of a pet. But, like, he was like, you can take care of pets. It's fine. And, and, but we also see some insecurities that Tate is afraid to love. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She's, a, she's, she's afraid, she's to, afraid commit to, to somebody to leave, yes. that they're going to leave her or whatever. <sighs> like, so she's never gotten herself a dog. And, like, in the, in the note when he says, any living creature would be you know the so luckiest lucky. so lucky to be loved by you yeah. you're so amazing like it's just like and he also tells her that ugh. he's gonna be here waiting for her too so like yes. it's an open invitation to be like go figure out your stuff but like i'm still gonna be here right and i love that i really do that he's not bitter about her needing to go figure needing out her some shit. space um this is one of those this is the kind that i like it's not a breakup it's a it's not a breakup we're not we're not we're not it's a, like these 10 days he's yes. gone for his hunting trip in those 10 days take completes her assignment it's ended and she's like well there's nothing keeping me here you know they've already mm-hmm. agreed with emmeline that they'll be back she and ava for thanksgiving mm-hmm. like the whole family is going to be there for thanksgiving together she's like my assignment's ended so i guess i'm going back to i love she goes she goes home she, she goes, goes to her apartment God. it's empty there's no pictures on the wall she's like it's lifeless it's lifeless it's cold there's like she immediately is immediately like immediately knows she made a mistake and i like, love it i do too i love it i love that it took her walking into her own apartment realizing this like, is not my life be here anymore this is not my life like i used this used to be my safe space yes. after the divorce from cole yes and now i don't want to be here right. anymore. why am i here it's there's so, nothing for me here that is so real it was so that, good it's so real it's just like <laughs> I this was, 
screaming. I know, me too. I was like, it's like yes! it's such a just a visceral feeling. Yeah. You know, like of course you're supposed to be with him. Like I'm such a fucking idiot. So I love when we switch to Henry and he's got like, you know, the ten day beard and mm-hmm. stuff coming out of the woods, Scruffy. smelling rank. <laughs> It's like, I need a shower. It's like, I knew she'd be gone. He's sad when he sees her cabin. And then, um, and then he walks in. He's like, oh, she left her coat here. Yeah. <laughs> like, sad, sad. And then all of a sudden, this, like, our... this little, like, gremlin thing starts coming around. <laughs> he literally... Can you see it with the little pointy bat ears? <laughs> he literally tells him, he's like, please don't get it wet after midnight because, yeah. like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Only gremlin, gremlin people gremlin would get reference. that. Um, but she adopted the dog oh. and she came back and she's like, she's there. And she was like, yeah, this is my dog I adopted. And she's like, like, and I'm moving in I'm and basically like, gonna yes. be here. Like I'm going to be your new neighbor. Um, and I love how like in, in the epilogue in hindsight, they only like lived apart for like a month. Yeah. She's like, like they gave in. <laughs> please. They were like probably at each other's Belle finally accepted Rennick, her little, like, Rennick. she calls it Rennick, like the little fox. Yes. <laughs> So I love it, and I love how she says that she wants to put roots down, and she's like, yeah. I don't want to be afraid of love. Like, even if it's devastating, even if it's going to end, because it will eventually end. She, she's like, mm-hmm. I want a devastating type of love. I want oh. to live my life to the fullest now. Like, I don't want to be That was, like, making me cry, because it just makes me think of, like, our own lives, our real life. Yes. Like, eventually, all this beauty is going to come to an end. Yeah, you know? but and that doesn't, it shouldn't stop you from From loving from hard. Yes. life, from, from mm-hmm. reveling in the good moments. Like, you're going to avoid the good moments just because eventually, eventually it's going to hurt, it's to gonna hurt. That right like exactly. no you still have to enjoy the time with that person so anyway it's so um, good in the epilogue um emma lives Jesus for Christ. another two years so they did have <sighs> some time to spend with emma and like ava and all of them like as a family this epilogue yes and <laughs> and and they she actually dies like after tate and henry's engagement party which i was like damn like on the night of yes yes so she willed her house to henry and tate which has the best views of course because they had built their house Gorgeous. on the highest hill and i love how like uh, Tate's like walking in and like it's pretty it's pretty nice house and some things will need updating and she's all like but my man loves a project so yeah like, it's fine and I, I was like oh, I can weird. watch him work on yes. it <laughs> well she goes into this beautiful room that's like full mm-hmm. of like windows and stuff and it's it's like a writing room and in Emma she knew that Emma wrote for the paper like she even yeah. like showed uh Tate like articles that she wrote for her paper and stuff like that well on the wall she sees this picture very familiar it is literally the picture that gave her her big break it is the picture that she sent to the person who writes the novels that keeps hiring her to take pictures basically emma is the same person who's been hiring her emma <laughs> is the novelist like Gemma Noel or whatever and it was a pseudonym so she was a, actually a, a really great writer in the mom there's a letter from tate's mom Tape to the I'm wall. gonna start crying. We start talking about. And this. the mom basically writes Tate saying like, "I saw you struggling. Mm-hmm. I saw that there was something missing, and I felt like I needed to write your grandmother. So I did the most wild thing ever, and I wrote your grandmother, and I asked her to help you. Mm-hmm. And so her grandmother Emma was the one to give her her big break and to basically keep in contact her with her all these years <laughs> and never fucking told her. She's Just like, if that her. wasn't an exit, I don't know what was. Yeah, I love how she's like crying crying on henry and she's just like what a fucking exit and i love how she says she goddamn tom riddled me 
that with her stupid like name change but like what a fucking boss emma oh, what God. a boss so, that ending and then her yes. mom apologized for all the things that she couldn't do yeah she's you know like, and i regret. didn't feel like i was enough and <clears throat> i didn't want you to think badly of me and and, and then she, and i love that she just had well wishes like i i want you to not do those things like me. Don't exactly. repeat my mistakes. You know exactly, exactly. Oh, I love it. What's the showdown scene, Juliet? Oh Jesus, I, I struggle with this. Um, because that epilogue, I I cried in the epilogue. Yeah, like boohooed cry. <laughs> um, because it was just like such a full circle with her mom and the grandmother mm-hmm. who wasn't supposed to be helping and wasn't supposed to be in you know yeah. and just. And then leaving this house knowing that her and Henry were going to have this beautiful life together, yeah. you know. But that's not what I'm going to choose. I'm honestly going to choose the sex scene, which I never do. The first one? The first okay. one. The first sex scene. Yeah, that was beautiful. Is extremely powerful because there's a lot going on in their the head. the tension has been building so much emotionally yes. and physically. Yes. That makes it such a great sex scene. Yes. And the thoughts that they're having, they're yes, they're sexual, but they're more than that, you yeah. know. And um, I don't know. I was I was like, I was like, whoa, you know, because like it's like I said, it's such a hard thing to do to master. And it's also so beautiful too because you could feel how like they felt afraid to like yes. get in, and like it was just so good that it was just like, no, we're gonna take this leap anyway. Like it, de- yeah. it definitely didn't feel like something that they were acting on a whim about. Right. Like it was, it was something that just felt they're purposefully, purposefully it was so falling inevitable into each yeah. other. And I really love that. Yeah. So that's a great that's scene. What, what's your showdown? My showdown scene is actually like when she has her freak out and it's the night of their like birthday celebration and Henry just kind of like gives her a night to remember. Just like yeah. we're, we're, we're not going to think about that all is, this. That, that I dancing. I love the way that Henry just kind of is like, I'm going to dress up for my girl. I'm going to make sure. Oh, God. And he looks time, so good. All in black. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> looks so like good. spinning her around the dance floor, making yeah. sure she has a wonderful time going back and saying, you know, I love you, knowing that she's going to leave. And he's yeah. just like, I just need to do this for her. He's to all let in. Her have her time, you know? He is like, all I'm just going to be here waiting for her. Like, she's going to come back to me. Like, he, the faith that this man has in her. Yeah. I'm just like, I love it. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. It was awesome. So, yeah. That was. That was that was awesome too. I love it. Great job, Tara Dewitt, for (gasps) writing these emotional books. Funny Feelings is also an emotional book. I need to read. I need to read that one. You need to. You're gonna love it. I I feel like it's not quite as heavy as this. Um, like it, but it does have its moments. Yeah. But oh, so good, so good. I I cried for that one too. But it's beautiful cry, like not like sad cry. Yeah. Well, (laughs) she's she's got she's got some serious skills. Yes, I'm pretty impressed. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll look forward to the next one. We'll be reviewing using Feho. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fan girls. Life's better with a little H E A.